Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right, it's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Dr. Julie Silver will join us to discuss back pain. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world famous question of the week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. the Grok's Science Show. Well, according to a recent study, more than 80% of us will experience a back problem at some time in our lives. Those of us who have already experienced back pain know all too well that it can be debilitating, costing us time, money, and perhaps most importantly, the ability to live life to the fullest. Well, joining us today to discuss this issue is Dr. Julie Silver. Dr. Silver is an assistant professor at Harvard Medical School and the chief editor of books at Harvard Health Publications. Her work has been featured on many national media outlets, including the Today Show, The Early Show, Dr. Oz Show, and NPR. She has penned a new book in collaboration with several authors entitled Chicken Soup for the Soul, I'll Say Goodbye to Back Pain, How to Handle Flare-Ups, Injuries, and Everyday Back Health. Dr. Silver, I'm very pleased to welcome you today on the Grok Science Show. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be talking to you today. Uh, well, certainly our pleasure. I think certainly an interesting book, especially for uh, a lot of people out there, uh, myself included, who deal with back pain. I'm curious, why did you decide to compile this book? Well, one of the things that we decided to do is to work with Chicken Soup on this sort of interesting idea of combining narrative stories with um, expert medical advice, sort of cutting-edge medical advice and research um, with narrative stories. And that's what this uh, collaboration really is with Chicken Soup. Uh, And it's been actually just a lot of fun to have uh, people write in and share their back pain stories in, in the true chicken soup narrative style, as well as offering real medical advice. Were were there any uh, particular issues that you wanted to address when you crossed this book? One of the things that I talk about in the book is this idea of brushing and flossing your back. You know, you mentioned that that 80% or more, really, of people will experience back pain in their lifetime. And this idea that uh, many people have, that they won't have any back problems ever, is sort of um, a myth. In fact, it's kind of like going to the dentist and saying, gee, I don't ever want to have a cavity. I don't ever want to have any problems at all with my teeth. And that is not something that most people would would say to their dentist, frankly. But when they think about their back, they often think that they really don't ever want to have a problem with their back, and yet their back ages and, and, um, you know, is prone to sprains and strains and all kinds of different things. So this idea of trying to keep your back as healthy as possible, the same way that you keep your teeth as healthy as, as possible, this brushing and flossing idea is something that I really tried to bring out in this book, that taking care of your back matters. 
it seems as if the backs almost a lot of us just accept the fact that we're going to have back pain and we deal with it and not really think about it. Do you think the perception issue of back pain and back health? I do think it's an issue. I think it's a perception issue. Um, I think that the idea that you don't have to do anything to really take care of your back um, and that at some point it's going to hurt is a lot like saying you don't ever have to brush and floss your teeth and at some point you'll have cavities. Well, you're right. If you never do anything with your teeth, chances are really good you're going to have some problems with them and probably some pretty severe problems. On the other hand, if you do take care of them somewhat, um, as much as possible, the problems that you have will probably be uh, less significant, less severe, and also they won't uh, be as frequent. So that's the idea behind really trying to take care of your back is to try to keep your strength up as much as possible. And the strength that I'm talking about primarily is core body strength, the middle of your body, the core. So what are some recommendations then for building that core strength and really maintaining good back health? A couple of tips. Number one is think about your posture, um, whether you're sitting at work, in the car, at home, whatever. Think about your posture. Number two is no matter what position you get in, even if you're in the perfect position, you can't stay in it very long or your back will start to hurt or it will put a lot of stress on your back anyway. Um, no one can really sit or stand in the same position for a long period of time without becoming uncomfortable because your body is really meant to move. So keep moving. Number three is do some specific exercises that help with core strength, and those are things like sit-ups and yoga and tai chi and um, working out at the gym and things like that all help with core strength. So there's a lot of different ways that you can really strengthen the middle of your body and, and do some of those exercises. And just really think about what are the ways that your back feels good. For example, you get up in the morning and your back really hurts and you sort of notice that your mattress is 20 years old and it's really kind of soggy. That might be a problem for you. Uh, one of the issues is that people often think that back pain is something you experience when you're very old, but it really can start at kind of any age, really. Back pain can start at any age, and one of the stories in uh, Say Goodbye to Back Pain is about a uh, woman who began having back pain as a child uh, jumping on a trampoline. And it doesn't have to be jumping on a trampoline. There's lots of stories in the book. There's a story about uh, a veteran um, who was in Iraq. There's a story about a teacher who carried a heavy bag, there's a story about a police officer, all kinds of different stories, and certainly um, people get back pain from all walks of life and also at all ages. But yes, you're right, you know, the older you get, the more prone you are to having back problems. Are our bodies just not engineered very well? Well, actually, I think our bodies are engineered pretty well. I mean, it is true that, that standing upright does put a lot of stress on your back, and that is another reason to really keep your muscles as strong as possible. I know I keep talking about uh, your muscular strength, and the thing is is that you have this spine, and it's a bunch of bones with some uh, discs in between and nerves coming out of it and so on. And really, what's supporting that spine, that structure, are those muscles. So the stronger your muscles are around it, the more support you're going to get. And it really seems to matter a lot. What happens when all the therapies, you know, physical therapies take root? I mean, when, when is sort of things like surgery an option? 
surgery is an option in a number of circumstances. One of the circumstances would be if you have pain that is just getting worse and worse and you can't tolerate it and you've tried other things. Um, so what we would call intolerable or intractable pain. Um, and if you had surgery, there would have to be something specific to fix. So the surgeon would have to identify the specific structure or problem and, um, and you know, say basically that other things have been tried and they didn't work. Another reason to have surgery, and this is sort of uh, more of a um, urgent reason to have surgery, is if you're getting weaker. Um, so signs and symptoms like your legs are getting really weak or you're, um, you're incontinent, bowel and bladder um, problems sometimes uh, have to do with the spine and how those nerves in the spinal cord and at the end of the spinal cord um, are affected by, for example, um, narrowing of the uh, spinal canal. So if you're getting weak or you have bowel and bladder problems, that's another um, more urgent issue to have surgery. Most back pain is really due to sprains and strains of the muscles. Um, it can be from, uh, you know, being a weekend warrior and you go out and you decide to do all your yard work um, today. Or uh, you decide there's a big snowstorm. I, I live in Boston, and we often have big snowstorms. And I see a lot of people who have back pain after a big snowstorm because they've been shoveling, um, and they're not used to shoveling. They're, they're, the snow is heavy and wet, and they just do it until it's finished, and they come in with really severe pain. Or maybe they've helped a friend move, um, and they're carrying lots of boxes. So... Um, those kinds of, of things where we do uh, sort of a lot of work, put a lot of stress on our back, and our back isn't really used to that, we're not really professional movers or snow shovelers or whatever, um, that often leads to back pain. But you'll also find many people who just say, you know, I was just reaching into the cupboard and, ah, all of a sudden my back started hurting. Um, that sort of, I really didn't do anything and it just started hurting. Um, that happens too. Again, it can happen sort of at any time, and stories that are in here really illustrate how people have dealt with it, braced it. Was there any unifying theme when you tried to collect these stories? I think one of the unifying themes is that, and I see this with my patients too, is that people are so smart about their own symptoms. They figure out all kinds of ways to treat themselves, and a lot of those ways really help them and really work. And I always start with that with my patients. Um, you know, I, I ask them about their symptoms, and then I specifically ask them, what have you done that seems to make it feel better? And that's a great starting point for a physician to really know what your patients are trying to do to help themselves feel better because they they figure out all kinds of things. For example, if a patient tells me, well, um, I was uh, weeding and I hurt my back and heat really seems to make it feel better, and then I went and I got a massage and that seemed to help too, um, the uh, idea or the concept that, that both heat and massage help really makes me start thinking this is probably a muscular problem because heat tends to relax muscles and so do massages. And these are the two things that this patient is really telling me help a lot. So I bet there's a big muscular component here. 
So really, it's kind of a message to pay attention to your own body and working it. Right, exactly. And your doctor might want to say something like, well, gee, um, heat and, and massage are working really well for you, but apparently it's not enough or you wouldn't be here in my office. So maybe we should try a prescription muscle relaxant or something else. Um, so it, it's it's a jumping off point. It's not necessarily that I'm um, telling people that they have to treat themselves the entire time and, and not get help from, from doctors, but that it's really um, that that information that they have is really super helpful. Uh, use a lot of mental techniques as well to try and deal with the pain, so relaxing uh, themselves as well. How much is the mental aspect of it uh, in dealing with pain important? Well, there's a very strong mind-body connection for sure, and um, you know, people do experience less pain when they use mind-body strategies, um, whether they're simply focusing on something else, so they're sort of ignoring the pain, or if they are um, truly experiencing less pain sometimes just because um, they're, you know, they're doing something else and, and uh, not really focused so much on the pain. It's, it's pretty interesting. Um, you know, sometimes people say, well, I don't want to do anything where I am not paying attention or I miss the pain or, or whatever. I want to, you know, I want to experience every little bit of it so I know how much pain I'm feeling. I mean, that if you're in an acute situation, meaning that let's say you just fell off a ladder or something like that, and you really want to figure out, okay, do I need to go to the emergency department and and you know have X-rays and so on? That's a good idea. But if you've had back pain for five years, you don't really need to focus on it every minute. In fact, it would be a really good idea to be distracted from it. Is there some general piece of advice that uh, you would like people to sort of think about daily in terms of dealing with their back, back health, and what to do if they have back pain? One piece of advice I give various people um, that they seem to really appreciate and, and have it resonate is that if you have been dealing with back pain for a while and you feel like you've gotten multiple opinions, think about who you've gotten those opinions from. And if you've been going to the same type of doctor, for example, an orthopedist, um, consider going to a different type of doctor that treats back pain. For example, you might want to consider a physiatrist. That's the kind of doctor that I am. You could potentially see a neurologist or a rheumatologist. Um, there's different kinds of doctors. A pain anesthesiologist would be another type. Um, one thing that I have found that really helps people sometimes is just to go outside of a certain specialty, a medical specialty, because Doctors are trained in different ways, and so a rheumatologist isn't necessarily trained the same way that a physiatrist is trained, and they aren't necessarily trained the same way that an orthopedist is trained. So sometimes it really helps you just to get a different opinion from someone in a, in a different medical specialty. Um, are there any places where there are comprehensive care, if you will, that draws together these different expertise for back pain? There are pain centers, and um, sometimes they have multiple uh, different types of doctors at them. Uh, a lot of times those are in major cities. For example, uh, in Boston, you would find one at Massachusetts General Hospital would be an example. Um, Mayo Clinic would be another one. Cleveland Clinic would be one. Um, sometimes there's freestanding pain centers, or there's a pain center actually in your local hospital as well. So inquire about that. Talk to your primary care doctor or talk to your uh, orthopedist or whatever and ask whether there's a multidisciplinary pain clinic near you.
the internet has a lot of information and it's certainly interesting to read things on the internet but don't don't diagnose yourself um i do i find so many patients come to me and say oh gee i think i have this terrible problem i looked it up on the internet and um you know i think i'm really really sick or really really injured and you know the truth is is that it's hard to diagnose yourself even even if you're a doctor trying to diagnose yourself it's hard so i would really rely on a back specialist, a medical doctor, to help you figure out what the problem is rather than the internet. Um, but at the same time, it's good to read um, information, and, and that's why we wrote Say Goodbye to Back Pain, because we did want people to get some practical medical advice and some ideas and strategies and so on um, to help with, with their back pain. Certainly the Internet can be a source of information and misinformation, so best to be wary, right? That's exactly right. right. <laughs> be careful. Right. <laughs> the new book, of course, is called uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Say Goodbye to Back Pain, How to Handle Flare-Ups, Injuries, and Everyday Back Health, and the author is Dr. Julie Silver. Dr. Silver, I want to thank you very much for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And you were just listening to Dr. Julie Silver discussing the back pain. This is the Grok's Science Show. Coming up in just a few minutes is the Grokatron 5000, so stay tuned. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. No place to lay your head. Somebody came and took your bed. Don't worry. Be happy. The landlord say your rent is late. He may have to litigate. Don't worry. Be happy. Look at me. I'm happy. Happy. I give you my phone number. When you worry, call me. I make you happy. Don't worry. Be happy. Ain't got no cash. Ain't got no style. Ain't got no gal to make you smile. But don't worry. Cause when you're worried, your face will frown, and that will bring everybody down. So don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy now. Don't worry, be happy. 
Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, don't worry, don't do it. Be happy. Put a smile on your face. Don't bring everybody down like this. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry, be happy. All right, it's time to play our game, the Grokatron 5000. It's our supercomputer, formerly known as Deep Blue. Today, the Grokatron 5000 has chosen the topic, Pain in the Back or Chicken Soup for the Soul. So for the following five individuals, the Grokatron 5000 would like to know if you would rate them as being a pain in the back or a chicken soup for the soul, and maybe a little reason why. Uh, Dr. Silver, ready to play the game? Sure. All right. Person number one, pain in the back or chicken soup for the soul, it's the talk show host, Jerry Springer. Oh, wow. Well, maybe some of his guests would say pain in the back, although I don't know him personally. He does have quite a provocative show. It is very interesting. All right. Uh, number two, uh, it's the actor Tom Cruise. Oh, goodness. That's another one that uh, I think that people might be biased one way or the other, depending on how well they know him. You'd have to ask his ex-wife. I'm sure she has a lot to say on the subject. (laughs) Okay, uh, number three, uh, pain in the back or chicken soup for the soul, it's Dr. Oz. Oh, chicken soup for the soul. I've been on the Dr. Oz show, and and he really is a pleasure. He is a real pro. Um, He is, uh, it's just a wonderful show to be on, very professional. Okay, and uh, number four, it's uh, real estate mogul Donald Trump. Oh, my, another (laughs) one. (laughs) I love these. (laughs) All right, let's see. Uh, I'm not sure. I think that he has a lot of uh, uh, really amazing attributes and and is uh, such a successful person. Um, You know, I think that he probably is chicken soup for the soul to a lot of people. Um, And, uh, you know, in business, it, it... uh, business itself can be a little bit of a pain in the back sometimes, so I guess both. <laughs> All right, and finally, number five, pain in the back or chicken soup for the soul, the President of the United States, Barack Obama. Well, I think that depends on which political party um, you're affiliated with, and we certainly have a very heated uh, upcoming election, so I'll reserve judgment on that and let people vote. All right. Well, um, Dr. Silver, I want to thank you very much for uh, sticking around, playing our game, uh, and again, talking about fascinating new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, Say Goodbye to Back Pain, How to Handle Flare-Ups, Injuries, and Everyday Back Health. Thank you so much for your time. Great. Thank you. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at groks.net. For Grok Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.groks.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokking.